0: Cameron Show 933, Real Talk Radio Champ TV, and a five balls McWednesday to you and yours. And oh, by the way, I failed to mention it, and Tom will do the trivia here in a moment. Oh, oh, I just now saw the trivia question.
1: Near and dear to my heart.
0: Yeah, it is. I uh I almost blew the answer there by uh saying something that would have given it away just because it it was synonymous anytime we said the man's name we subsequently had to say this other thing. See, a little hint for you, yeah. uh, old schoolers that, that get it.
1: Yeah, and you never liked the way I said it. No, it's, yeah.
0: it's a little unsettling.
1: You're going to hear it later.
0: Uh, I think you need to say it with a little bit of bravado. It's a little bit like you get if I were to say, you want to take a swim? Want to go, go swimming?
1: Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I think that was part of the allure of the uh, joke. Uh,
0: yeah, well. Yeah. See, <laughs> so here's the thing. I'll leave it alone.
1: Leave I'm, I'm going to lock the thread. Somebody's going to guess it now.
0: Well, and also, I was just about to make a joke, and it would have, uh, I think, been taken the wrong way. But also, more importantly, it would have given away the answer. So I'm just not going to do that. Not going to do that. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't. I'm not doing this to be the old guy who once again pins a badge of honor in an effort to showcase work ethic. I'm not doing that. I'm going to say to you, sir, what time did you get up this morning?
1: This morning, um, Give me the moment
0: you woke up. When, when did you wake up, Tom, and when did you step foot outside?
1: Okay, 6:21.
0: Okay, fair. I like the I like the honesty.
1: And I was outside. Got a, got a little late start to the day. I did. Um got it, yeah. Well, I was up late working. No, uh just saying. 7.05. 7.05 i was just saying 7:05. 7:05 outside. You walked
0: outside, outside at 7:05. Yeah, okay. I just up the wanted to be sure yeah. that you had the opportunity to feel the first. Oh, I knew it. To I, feel the first. Yes. There they are. That's the first real appearance on the year. There they were. Those are the football wins. They talk like that. It's a very strange language. But we, we I this morning I got up 548. I, too, was running a little late.
1: They sound like the Glebe Glob creatures from whatever that old cartoon was from yeah, the 70s. Yeah, I forgot about those. You're right. With the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah
0: was good stuff there. Yeah, so 548 because, as ridiculous as this is, my son played in a middle school football game last night that saw him get home after 11. What are we doing out here, district? Get it together. All right, so now, having said that, that's just me bitching out loud. I uh, So that happened. We all go to bed, whatever. Eyes open up a little late. A little late, 548. Dog looking at me like, what are we doing? The day began an hour ago, Dad. What's going on? So I got out there. I started the coffee. Rest of the Cameron family, lazy as they are, sound asleep, all of them. I'm getting the day started. Lights come on. Here we go. Let's get things going. You would love it. (laughs) I love the look on your face when I tell you that. Mm -hmm. I don't do that at 548 to them. I I, I don't turn on a single light in the back part of the house where they are sleeping.
1: You don't turn on the hallway light outside their rooms?
0: I do. Yeah. I do do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's the first indicator that the time is now That's
1: where, if that, if that was my father, you know what I'd do after I go to Get bed? Get up and turn the light off? No, I'd, I'd line the bottom of my door with a towel so fine. I didn't have to see that. That's nonsense. fine.
0: Well, until they do that, then they're going to see that light. The aliens have landed.
1: That light has a noise when you're trying to sleep. You look at it, it's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you're like, like uh-huh. wake
0: up. Uh-huh. Your dreamy state is over. <laughs> so... I I did it. I turned on the uh, hallway light. That's it. The other doors remain shut. My wife is sound asleep. She's learned enough just to pull the covers up. What's wrong with you? Why do you get up so early? So I can start your day, woman. Get some coffee going. Let's go. So anyhow, there we go. Got things going. Uh, And then I walked outside. I'm telling you all that to say this. The football wins, friends. They made an appearance, a very brief appearance this morning. It did happen. And I walked outside. I was clothed. Just so you know, my neighbor, no more having to wander into a startling turn of events to start the day. I uh, I walked out there and I was like, Holy Jesus, look at this! Stood for an extra beat, just a little bit longer. Had to take it in. There's only one first ball, first football win of the year. It's only one,
1: and we've had whispering wins.
0: Oh, whispering wins have like they've given us a glance as they walked by. They've perhaps put a pep in your step for what was to come, but not a sustained football wind happened this morning. Very very early. It was so nice. I just I, I just sat there and was like, oh, holy Jesus! That, it was me. That was me looking at my dog Maggie. She's looking back at me. Why are we still standing here, Dad? Because we're going to stand here, Maggie. We're going to enjoy this together. Holy Jesus. You sit here with me and I'll sit there with you and we'll enjoy this and we'll be better for it. And then we went back and she's like, whatever. Can I eat? I want to eat. Can I eat?
1: So there, that's how that happened. So you didn't know that it was on the weather report that it was going to be nice? So this we were
0: lied to yesterday. So yesterday, there were all these reports and people on my timeline saying, hey, Cameron, it's happening. Here we go. And they were all basically telling me that we were going like, to feel a chill and all this other stuff. Come on, man. There's we no chill. Correct. And, it, it never got close to some of those projections.
1: So I was downstairs by quarter of seven. The reason I didn't open the door immediately was I asked my smart device what the hell's the temperature, and it told me it was 71. Did you say it like that? Yes.
0: I love that. Yeah. Your smart device knows now. Tom, Is serious. Well, it's early.
1: Mm. And I, I was expecting to hear 67 or 68, and it said 71. So I said, I'll be out in a minute then. If it was 67 or 68, I would have immediately not gone to get water. Right. I would have just opened the door.
0: mm 64 this morning when I was up. 64.
1: Was it really? 64. Oh. That's my fault, man. Your device is
0: messed up. But I, it, was, it was 64 degrees when I walked outside. I I checked it, looked at my little thing there, the, the thermometer outside. I also looked at my phone there.
1: Thermostat?
0: Thermostat said that it was indeed 64, and I was very pleased. Holy Jesus. Mm. That's reason to celebrate, guys. It is a... 23-year topic on the Jeff Cameron Show. I'm sorry. When the the football wins come, your life is about to get better. The football is good. There's just a little pep in the step. Your relationships are better. The coffee tastes better. Everything about you going about your duties for the day change when it's not 105 and humid and you're wearing a wet blanket over your face every second of the day.
1: Yeah, so my wife is in New York for a couple days this week, and she's enjoying better weather, but that doesn't matter because what matters is us here on the ground. That's correct, yes. But the reason that that matters is because the um, the cats have been asking to go outside for months, and we just say no. We just say no. Not they'll doing be it. they'll be by the back deck door like, Meh. I'm like yeah, no. nope, nope. Todd yeah, no. Hades out there, guys. I know you <laughs> want to go out there a protest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no, like Cartman with the cheesy. No kitty, get <laughs> down. <laughs> You're not going outside. <laughs> yeah. And then today, so I sent her a little video. I said, look at this, and they're like. Ooh. Ooh, they were stepping Ooh, out. Around. Like, yeah, here we go. Tis the season. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. They're like slapping five when you leave. Like here we go. They don't like
1: each other that much, it's, but they would slap five uh, today. It's time. And here we go. go. You see that? Yeah, Mrah. it's
0: all right. It's good to go. You ready for the question? Should I ask the question here?
1: Sure. All
0: right. This is the uh, we
1: we said this. Oh, before. Let me unlock the thread. I locked it because I thought people well, could you guess. You put it unlocked. You did it. context clues.
0: All right, so let me just say this as he's unlocking the thread. It's Garnet and Gold Trivia time, and this contest is for War Chant members only. If you're not a member of War Chant, I don't know what we're waiting on. It's a dollar. It's one dollar. There's really not an excuse. I mean, you could hate us, and it'd be worth a dollar. So just head on over there. And That's really true. It is true. There, I mean, think about it this way. If you hated us, you're like, man, I hate Jeff. You know who I really hate? Director Matthew. And a lot of times I hate Corey. And that Aslan pisses me off. And even though I never see Gene anymore, I hate him too. The only kid I don't hate is that Austin guy. He seems all right. So if that's you, that could be a guy I'm describing filled with hatred.
1: That's at least one of the 11,000 plus. At least
0: one. (laughs) At least one, right? So then that person's like, so why would I do it, Cameron? Because if there's just one nugget of information... One moment in which you were to derive something of interest or knowledge or joy or whatever from it, even once, once in a month, he'd be worth that dollar. So if you're like, oh, I did not know that. That trivia question, I didn't know it. That video was interesting. I was unaware of that. Oh, this recruit said what? I just saw it on Warchant.com. That's worth a dollar. See there? There it is. So let's stop Pussy-footing, and get on board for the dollar. That's what we do. Now, having said that, if you are a current member of WarChant.com, perhaps just signed up in these moments, you uh, need to be the first to head to the Tribal Council, post the correct answer in our trivia thread to win $25 to Garnet in gold. Here is today's question. FSU's 2014 win over Louisville was memorable. Yes, yes it was. But can you name the Knoll who scored the put-away touchdown in FSU's 42-31 win? Who scored the last touchdown in FSU's 42-31 win over Louisville in 2014? Once again, crazy game. I remember hugging Alicia, our dear friend Alicia, at the corner pocket, Tom, as we mm-hmm. watched this That's game right. there. Yeah. I was wearing a bucket hat. Yes, you were. Know, I don't have to wear a bucket hat, but I yeah, was that night.
1: You were front and center in the Vegas Wall, you're too. you damn right I was yeah. with a
0: big old, tall, cold beer, enjoying myself. Watching as uh, Florida State put the, the capper on a had to be heartbreaking defeat for Louisville. My goodness gracious. The Javis Winston interception slash, I'm going to tackle you, cause a fumble, and turn the game around play. Uh, all right. You ready?
1: Yeah, yeah, I am.
0: Again, the answer has been given. We have a winner. It, we
1: have a winner, and I love the handle. You're going to love it, too. All
0: right. So I'll read it in full and then give the answer, and we'll announce the winner. FSU's 2014 win over Louisville. Uh, who was the knoll that put the game away, the game-winning touchdown, the, the, the final nail in the coffin, the last touchdown is a better way of phrasing it, And FSU's 42-31 to win over Louisville in 2014? The answer is... Thunder. Yeah. <sighs> I'll let you do it. I'm not going to be right the rest of the show. Thunder Freddie Stevenson with a 35-yard catch and run. And not a likely candidate. Not a likely candidate, but there it is.
1: Our winner is Mike Norvell. Way <laughs> to <That is the, laughs> go, Mike! That is the handle.
0: <laughs> now, Mike, I get that you love the show and that you're on board. And you probably don't need the $25 to Garnet and Gold. I think you have access to an awful lot in the way of gear. But if you want to give this to somebody, Mike, please do. And thanks for listening, as always, Coach Norvell. I appreciate you.
1: Sorry to Billy Zatoli, who is just behind him. These are always down to the instant. So when you play this game, you have to have everything up and ready to go. Mm. People are so damn fast. They're good at it, yeah. But, yeah, look at that handle, too. You see the, the logo, the icon? That's a good picture. Mike Norvell. Is, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm looking, there, there's poor Billy. is, uh, is just about, There's Mike. He's looking at us. He's looking at us angry. He is serious.
1: How dare you try me with such a simple question.
0: Good job, Mike. You know more about Florida State football history than our last coach, who proclaimed to be a huge fan. Our thanks to Garnet and Gold. We appreciate it, as always. I still have not swung by to get my new gear. What am I doing? I'm half-stepping. Holy Jesus. And I haven't got my On 3 gear since becoming an employee for On 3. What am I doing? Director Matthews wearing the On 3 gear this oh, week. Oh, he is. Yeah. That looks sharp. Looks tight. Looks good. All right. I know. Jeff Cambridge at 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. I know this doesn't matter to anybody, but I'm going to say it out loud just to see if curses truly do exist since the season has been over for a very long time, but the Pirates are on the cusp of sweeping the Reds. I'm just just, just saying. It's 3-2 in the 6, which means I likely cursed that. They swept a doubleheader last night to the Buccos, including a second game one to nothing win, Tom. I'm just, you know.
1: I don't know what winning baseball is like anymore. Before it was annoying because we were winning a lot and the Braves just weren't ever losing. And now the Mets are five and six in the stretch in which they played your Pirates, the yeah. Marlins, and the Cubs.
0: Well, the good news is that while well, getting spanked by the Cubs yesterday, which was surprising, but uh, the Braves lost to San Francisco. So there you go, you're all right. I did see the uh, Marlins in uh, Sandy Alcantara got beat by Philadelphia. Was it two to one, something like that? I'm still locked in over there, buddy. I'm still locked in, and you've got you've got to be busier than a uh, one-armed coat hanger because uh, you you just <laughs> you mean you are. <laughs> you,
1: i like that you
0: are struggling uh i mean you think about all the things that you're doing for uh war chant and and on three here in and, and this show and then you've got your Mets in a, in a pennant chase and uh folks that have a reason to be locked into baseball at this time and here we are sitting on the cusp of hockey getting underway soon uh, yeah
1: hockey's got no chance for as long as the. Mets i mean are in what's going
0: on here what are we yeah. doing and AC Milan's up 3 to 1. Oh no. Oh, I, mean, I didn't DVR it. What, what are we it. doing? There's just so much happening. <laughs> it's a it's a crazy time, but it's the good it's it, it's the goodest of times. There's a football game Thursday and it's a good football game and I don't know how I feel about this. I don't like Thursday night NFL games. First of all, I love Thursday night college football games. I wish we had a few more of them. But I don't like Thursday night NFL games. I just don't. Typically, they they ruin what would otherwise oftentimes be a good game because of where they're slated. And we've seen a lot of sloppy football on that uh, on that night. Typically, but the Chargers at the Chiefs in prime time on a Thursday would be something I'd be giddy about if it were Sunday night. <laughs> Not Thursday night.
1: You might get away if it with it. Before Monday night. You might get away with this one being the first Thursday short week.
0: I don't like short week games. I, I agree. you got two elite teams potentially. You want to see them both playing their best brand of football in prime time. Not on a Thursday night, but rather on a Sunday night. If you wanted to, I mean, I, I'm glad the NFL doesn't do this per se until later in the year, but give me a Saturday night prime time one-off or something like that a Sunday night certainly Monday night football you got to move that game it doesn't need to be Thursday night a lot of people might disagree with me on that but we're getting geared up tomorrow's Redemption Thursday and I'm off to a poor start I'm sub 500 on the year with Redemption Thursday and I've got to get it together it's been a tough start to the college football season but I don't fret over things like this I've had years in which I started as a overwhelming dominant figure and people were, were, were frightened and they they ran uh for the Hill Country, and they, they didn't come back and wager with me anymore, so it's probably best that they feel like they can take advantage of me while I'm down here. I am going to note that in my real life, I am also down. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, Redemption Thursday wagers are what they are. They're for fun. They're for charity. They're not often games. They're not all games, anyhow, at the very least, that I actually wager. Whereas the real games, those, those matter more. And I'm down in that, on that front, too.
1: So prize picks saved me on the Price weekend. Prize picks
0: saved me on the weekend. Thank God for surprise yeah, picks, Tom. Wayne. I
1: agree. I agree. Yeah. Actually, there was somebody on the boards yesterday during headlines. They wanted to ask it as a headliner's question, and I uh, wish they would have gone I'm, well, I'm, no, I'm all in. Well, no, I mean in. because it, it, prize picks it, it lives here, it lives here on the JCS, That's and true. it's BC Knowles who loves everything we do. So thank you, BC thank Knowles. Thank
0: you, BC Knowles. Right. But
1: uh, it was a thank you message for turning BC Knowles onto prize picks because apparently they made five hundred bones.
0: Yeah, in the well, first go-around. So I'm going to show you uh, my past entry over the weekend that uh, helped me win. Uh, I won uh, with the three-pick power play of Joe Mixon over 68.5 yards rushing, Jameis Winston over 235, 230.5 yards passing.
1: Ooh, that was a fourth-quarter special.
0: It was, and then Tom Brady, of course, was the bonus pick that they gave you. All he had to do was throw for a yard, threw for a lot more than that. So I ended up uh, cashing in the the, the The three-pick power play, Uh, and that offset
1: my losses for the weekend uh, in college football. As it's raining down money on you on the feed. Um, Yeah, for me, I had nominal losses on the Saturday card. Annoying losses, nonetheless, but nominal. And I just had Brady and Winston together, which is the the submission I put out on the Mm -hmm. feed last week. But then I, I did finish a little bit down because the Broncos can't bother to be well-coached in any – like, they're not in the solar system. Of That's kind of a terrible offense. It is.
0: Watching. I'm serious. Like, if you know your coach yes. has that in him,
1: Because I had a three-team – you know this. I had a three-team little winner parlay. That oh, yeah. Included, well, was
0: that any three-team teaser-pleaser parlay? Straight no. Straight up. Straight up money line.
1: Straight up money line.
0: Oh, and that was the game?
1: So well, there were yes. New Orleans was one of them. So yeah, I was. You I was got like, lucky woo.
0: there. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah.
1: Then it was it was the Colts and the Texans. The Colts which, can go to uh, hell too. By the yes. way, what are
0: we doing out here? I had them as well.
1: So the tie cuts it down to a, a two-team straight parlay. Well, that's
0: just because you have a good bookie. Yeah. You could have just worn an ass kicking on that.
1: Uh, yeah, I have a good theoretical book. Correct. And then it's down to Denver. So all it needs to happen. No, he's down. Yeah, down to Denver to win. Down yeah, to yeah. Denver to win. So I ended up down nominally again. If we're, if we're drawing conclusions from the weekend... That guy sucks. Yes. There's,
0: there is the thought that from Tom Wang that Denver's uh, head coach... Hackett. ...is struggling. You can hit struggling next time you want to. With, every time we Every struck,
1: time you mention him,
0: We have to just say that out loud when we say his name because he tried to... He couldn't even own it properly. Did you see that? The, the, mm-hmm. the press yeah. conference
1: struggling he referenced that they needed to be able to punch it in from the five yard line a couple of times that it was originally their plan if they got to the plus 46 that they were going to kick it
0: i'm going to give you the opposite of struggling and perhaps on the verge of superstardom in the national football league you ready kevin o'connell minnesota vikings head coach about to be a star. Mm. Uh, what is he? 37 years old, former player, good looking dude, and smart. He's got Justin Jefferson isolated on linebackers with his play calling. This is game set match if he continues to do that. Yes. Watching their offense is fun.
1: Yeah, and you know, they're gonna run the ball better against most fronts than they will against Green Bay's fronts. Mm. Green Bay is actually pretty good front seven.
0: I just like that we have a trend with Green Bay that Aaron Rodgers is apparently not gonna care to ever be any good at all in game one. mm That's fine. I'm going to bet against Green Bay every year in Game 1. They're like Harbaugh carrying deeply in preseason.
1: I'm just hoping that he decides that he's going to make Alan Lazard a bigger star than Devontae Adams. (laughs) Because you could grab Lazard on the fantasy boards real late this year. Mm. Nobody really jumped on him. So I have him across the board. There are some players you have that or on every one of your teams, for me, Lazard is one of those guys.
0: We watch guys in the coaching profession, and sometimes it takes a little time, and then you're like, up, 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 I'm out on you, done. Other guys make it abundantly clear early. Your boy in Denver has made it abundantly clear, like, hmm, sir, we're playing for 64-yard field goals out here. We're not turning the keys over to the guy we just paid a gazillion dollars to go ahead and go out there and make a play, huh? (laughs) All right, that was fun, but even still, other guys, up-and-coming coaches, Kevin O'Connell has the look. There's yeah. a guy that the moment wasn't too big at all. You could just tell that guy's like, I was born to do this. I like him.
1: They look good. That was as impressive a, a performance as any team not named Kansas City or Buffalo in Week 1. I think Minnesota gets the next level of impressive.
0: Picked him in that game. That helped. Um,
1: it's, it's, uh, <laughs> That's why you noticed a little bit more.
0: I watched that game. Th- I just was very impressed with the game plan, and I, and I like him. I just Everything I had read about him and who he is as a former player and just all of that, like the way he relates to players. He, You know how Mike Norvell talks an awful lot about this being an offense for playmakers? So Kevin O'Connell didn't get in there and decide, oh, right, I'm going to stamp this offense with my view of the world. Man, I got Justin Jefferson. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell Kirk Cousins – I'm gonna get Justin Jefferson open. You're gonna throw the ball to Justin Jefferson because he's the best receiver in football and he's gonna be open. That's what I'm gonna do because I have that guy. Damn it, man. Sometimes it's that simple. It's it, you know, again, people will adjust and we'll see him adjust, but it, it's fascinating to watch that.
1: But when they adjust, will they have as good of a front seven to stop Dalvin Cook? That's the that's the headache. Mm-hmm. And it's not like KJ Osborne can't play. I, I understand who Thielen is and, and I'm just putting him aside for a moment but you have three decent weapons, one elite in the passing yeah, game. yeah, And then you've got Dalvin Cook, and Madison's not bad as a two either. So you're fairly loaded there. The only thing I'd say is in pass pro, their O-line was eh. But I think that's, again, because Green Bay is pretty good on defense. And I think that's going to be the case the whole season.
0: We'll get you some prize picks for tomorrow on the show, yeah. uh, and I'm excited to do so. I, I That is an area... Looks David. like
1: it's going to be a fun league again this year. You know, it's it it's never been more successful. The NFL, and you can see why. I was worried though. Once it, the one o'clock window, the that first half window, it got I a lot thought, better. Oh. So like every game's three to nothing, seven to nothing. Like, all right, everybody's sloppy. I got it. First games but are tough. And college football carried the weekend. Can the NFL
0: respond? Then, bam. You know what you do get for me lamenting Thursday night, Chargers, Kansas City tomorrow. And I'm going to watch it. I mean, I'm going to watch it. They got me. I-, I can complain about it all I want. Oh, great. I got to go to Amazon to watch this game. That's fine. But what they do have this weekend, Monday, they've got two games. Uh, I don't love that they do this, but they have two games on Monday, and both of them are. Mm-hmm. On paper, pretty damn good. Uh, Tennessee at Buffalo, which I'm going to take Buffalo until otherwise noticed. I, th- yeah. That team is loaded. Uh, but Minnesota at Philadelphia, okay.
1: That's weird. Okay. And that's a good kind of weird. Oh,
0: I like that right there. That's the one I want to lock in on.
1: Now, if only uh, Philadelphia would go back to their 90s the- uniforms and 80s uniforms, then you would have the elite uniform matchup in the NFL. Kind it's of so like funny. A- sorry go ahead i was gonna say kind of like michigan state and washington it's a similar matchup. color Great schemes. matchup
0: this weekend from a uniform standpoint you're absolutely right uh by the way we do get uh bears packers this weekend at lambeau field uh, on on sunday night
1: the eight thirty game it's
0: the eight. yeah yeah 8 30
1: game oh, you said night before i was done it sorry yeah
0: no no it's good it's good um no they not a lot of great games
1: Bucks saints the- in the one o'clock window that's strong
0: hey so you know what i think is funny um on the shows, the shows, the afternoon shows for people who don't have jobs, the uh those shows, uh, they they lead. If you're show prepping and you put on like ESPN, right? And then you you see off into the right, they're still leading with whether or not the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. Guys, guys, that they weren't gonna make the playoffs with Dak. Stop it. Stop it. That's a terrible team.
1: They know that, but they know the ratings will go Stop higher.
0: Stop doing that. They weren't – how many times can you say, well, you know, we don't know about the Cowboys. They lost their quarterback. You knew about the Cowboys before the season started. They lost their good players. They're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Who's he throwing to besides CeeDee Lamb? Which teams are going to bracket? Who? And lest we point out that uh, they had done zero against Tampa Bay through basically four quarters of a football game before he broke his thumb.
1: The only thing that could save them is the ground game. The O-line looked very good against what should be a good front four for yeah. Tampa. Well,
0: they're going to have to rely on it now. But
1: now that Cooper Rush is your quarterback, you can just key on it, and that's the end of that.
0: If you want an ugly game, New England at Pittsburgh will be <laughs> we'll set some offense back a ways there. That is going to be a
1: – At least you get to watch T.J. – Oh <laughs> Nope. You, you took joy in that. No, just because of how (laughs) bad that football game is. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, what superstar do I get to watch at least? Oh, well. But he apparently got a second opinion, and it's better than the first one. The same for Dak, for that matter. Yeah, that's true.
0: Now that I look at it, you're right. I guess we have to watch Thursday night because until then, you're going to be watching a whole lot of nothing. Colts, Jacksonville, Patriots, Steelers, Carolina Giants, Washington, Detroit, Jets, Cleveland. There's been a game amongst them. Uh, Seattle at San Fran, no. Atlanta at the Rams, no. Miami at Baltimore, okay. All right, you got Mm -hmm. me, Miami at Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Houston at Denver, no. Cincinnati at Dallas, no. Arizona at Las Vegas? No. Chicago at Green Bay? Probably not.
1: Catch up on your Z's. Yeah, get Sunday.
0: it out of your system, everybody. Good God, that's not what we do here. It's Jeff Cameron Show 93 3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.
1: The Jeff Cameron
0: Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. You feel better today? Feel buoyed today? I do. Questions for all of you. Been a while since I felt as confident in a group to go up and take care of business against a team that is not as good as this Florida State team. Now, with that comes expectations. With that is something that, um, frankly, can be very, very frustrating and, um, you know, or lead to uh, much consternation, uh, understandably. But uh, I, I, I just think that you can't live, uh, you know, fearful in this situation, and I think Florida State has shown enough in the way of improvement, and we've watched certain aspects of that Louisville team struggle through two games to suggest that Florida State can go and win. And now that I expect them to, I'm nervous. Because I kind of went in, let's be honest, I kind of went in uh, as we explore this, this mindset to the LSU-Florida State game, thinking that LSU was the more talented team, that Forest State could win. I said that several times, and I thought it would be a close game. In fact, I, I picked LSU to win 27-24. It's not that far off from what happened, but Forest State won, which I, I thought was possible, so I was I was really excited. But I, I guess just merely noting that I didn't have much of an expectation made it a lot easier to go into that game, excited about playing in a big game in a cool setting, covering that contest. was a lot of fun. We had a blast. I don't know, I, I wasn't nervous at all. I was excited. I was excited. I, I was, all right, let's see if they can carry over what we saw in practice and and put it to use in a big game in a big situation and get off to a great start. And they did, so you were overjoyed. But almost as soon as that game ended, you exhaled and said, all right, bye week, got to get healthy. A few days into that last week, my mind shifted to, hey, man, we're, we're watching a lot of average football in the top 25. We're seeing a lot of possibilities in the ACC for Florida State. This is not a great league. Top 25 is not filled with a bunch of elite teams either. There's Georgia. There's Georgia.
1: Even still, they've lost a lot year over year.
0: Right, but they still may be so loaded that they're capable either way. But the point is, Alabama looks gettable. Now, at the end of the year, we may end up looking back on that win and saying it was a good win despite 15 penalties and – a poor uh, you know, first three quarters, whatever you want to say. We'll see. I'm not ready to say Alabama's done. They have a track record of rebounding nicely. But the point is right now Georgia looks really good. Ohio State looks pretty good. And then there's just a whole bunch of, well, my goodness, they're all gettable. And that only furthers the excitement around this program as they continue to try to climb. And I, you know, I use that because that's what they say, but it's true. Florida State is trying to build their way back up to a respectable and sustainable level of solid play every Saturday that l- allows one to go into games with expectations. And here's the first of the season where I have legitimate expectations. the The outcome is in question, but my expectation is that they're going to go win. The outcome was not in question against Duquesne, so you can say, well, didn't you have expectations against Duquesne? No. My expectation was that they would do whatever they wanted to do when they wanted to do it, and they'd win the game comfortably, which is what they did. I had zero expectations against LSU. I had a whole lot of wants, a whole lot of desires, but no real expectations other than I thought we would, would show up and play you know, a, a good game. This, this is the first of the expectations where if you don't live up to them and you fall, real disappointment's possible. Real disappointment.
1: Yeah, and and if you're worried that you're feeling too positive about it, I mean, there's plenty of holes that you could poke in our play from the LSU game or in general the track record of the last you know 14 games or so where you'd say, look, situationally sometimes we seem to go brain dead when we're trying to manage our way through a key moment and we don't like the calls that we see in those moments or the lack of consistency in fourth down. Or you could just look specifically at the LSU game and, and talk about the lack of communication that you saw in the second half from the corners, for example, or the lack of decisiveness on the ground from your running backs, as another example, or that you don't feel great about your kicker, and maybe that changes well, what you that, do well, on third and fourth yeah, down. Well, I mean, so But you can find ways. So all I'm saying is... You know, if you if you want to feel more vulnerable because that provides you a better experience on Friday of not no. being disappointed. No, I want to live there up are, to there are a lot of reasons that you could point to say, look, this there's a reason that this spread's not fourteen. There there's a lot of good reasons that the spread's yeah. not fourteen. Oh, I'm not I'm not
0: depicting Florida State as a dominant program on the cusp of winning a lot of games by a lot of points. I think they're gonna be in a ton of dog fights. I think that a lot of the games are gonna be close. I think Florida State's good enough to win more of those than not. Finally, I think Florida State's in a position now to go on the road and win a game like this. A year ago, they weren't. A year before that, they weren't. Um, you know, when you're in the midst of a rebuild, there aren't a lot of games on the road against teams that have similar talent that you feel very good about at all. But your quarterback is taking a big step forward, and, and I feel confident enough to say that because of the evidence that we saw in practice coupled with what he did against a lot of different looks in a high-pressure situation against LSU. I don't think that's going away. That's not something that's going to fall off. Will Jordan Travis have a bad game this year? Yeah. Yeah, he will. He, he is most assuredly going to have a game where he doesn't play to uh, the highest caliber he's capable of, right? You're going to see a game like that. Most Most quarterbacks do. But I think that his floor has been raised considerably, and he's earned the right for us to trust him going into this game. It's other aspects that worry me. You touched on one. Um, You know, the kicking game is something that if you play a lot of close games is going to come into play, and it can cost you dearly if you got a guy that goes out there and and, and kicks a 47-yard field goal short, uh, that kicks the ball out of bounds not once but twice in the same game. Um, You know, it's that doesn't get the yards in return in the return game that that are there for him. You know, I mean, if 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 that happens, you can lose close games. So yeah, that worries me.
1: Right, and then you've got 45 yards of terrible penalties. You've got the uh, unsportsmanlike early in the game. You've got the late hit by Akeem, which upon rewatching at live speed was all kinds of dumb. It's not even a – at the first replay they showed, I felt, that's ah, ticky-tack. But the slow motion took away from the ferocity. It was actually a pretty big shove to the point where it's not an acting job that Daniel's head snaps back. I thought, okay, never mind. That's just really dumb on every level you, you can imagine. you know why it happened. Of course I do. Right. But it's also – read the room. You could do that in a drive or two from now when this game is over, over. It was 17-3, and then the next play, Jamie's got terrible technique in one-on-one with Boutte, which he didn't need – He's got his hands in the wrong place, and now it's 1st and 10 from the 48-yard line yeah. when it was going to be 3rd and 10 inside their own 25. and oh, the game's punting. about to be over. So, yeah. but that matters. And that factors into. You'd like to say learn from it. Can you oh. hand you a business on the road two where. Two
0: fingers to my eyes, two fingers to you, Fuller. I'm telling you that that's what we're watching in this game because I believe, as you do, that the offense is going to do enough to win. Will the defense get stops? Will the defense make the necessary plays to get a road win in a hostile environment? Can they get the big stops on third down when you know that Malik Cunningham's going to scramble? You know, you, th- those are big plays. Jason is saying hello from Germany. My question is seeing as Louisville's head coach has had Adam Fuller's number, would you say this is a big game for Fuller to prove himself? Yes, that's the point I'm making. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason, very, very much. Uh, appreciate you listening in from Germany. I must I, I assume from that picture, maybe I shouldn't shouldn't assume that he's in the service and thank you for your service if that's the case. If not, ignore me completely and just take my thanks for listening to the show. All right.
1: So what, Enjoy the Fraunhofer.
0: <laughs> I forgot about the Fraunhofer.
1: Mama <gasps>
0: oh, I don't understand. It's a Fraunhofer. Uh, so so I I I'm nervous for the defense because I do think they're the ones we're going to be talking about. I do think they're the ones, in a good way or a bad way, yeah. that we're going to be talking about come Monday.
1: Well, the good news is if you're looking for teaching tape, and we've talked about that as just an overview, mm-hmm. you like winning when there's a lot to teach on. The communication has got to get better. It was fine in the first half, but they didn't really need to communicate all that much in the first half. In the second half, when things got dicey, You know, there were situations where you're supposed to pass off, you're still in man, sometimes you're in zone, and it's just a mess. There's six, maybe seven instances over the course of the game, five of which are in the second half where you say, oh God, well that's not going to go well in the meeting room. And they've got to clean that up because if I'm Louisville, I'm saying these are the things that they've proven they cannot do. So we've got to make them prove that they've cleaned it up over there by
0: I have a question for you because we both noticed this, and I know you had to write an article about it, and you guys should read that article on Warchant.com as you broke down uh, both halves of the game. And second half's coming up tonight sec-
1: or tomorrow morning. Yeah.
0: yeah, so that's it's good stuff. Um, we'll deep dive into to each series. But one of the things that bothered me more than, say, the coverage of the second half was some of the personnel decisions, and I know you explore that, Tom. Yeah, One of the things that I wanted to bring up, um, is somebody in the chat brought up a, a spy i don 't love the idea of a spy in general, uh, and I think that um, Dominic Robinson pointed out in the watch along too that 's easier said than done first of all, and I remember that it 's easier said than done, especially against an elite athlete. Any elite athlete in space is usually in space is usually going to embarrass you i don 't care if you 're a great athlete yourself. you give somebody space. Uh, They know where they're going, you don't. It gets a lot more difficult to make a play there. But you cannot have such a mismatch that where a miss in open space allows for an extra 20 to 30 yards, Mm -hmm. which is what is going to happen if McClendon is the one spying the quarterback.
1: Yeah, so what happens in the final drive, and the the whole article will be out tomorrow, but if you want to look at the final drive, write a lot on it. They're really not in prevent that much, no. so that's a that's a talking point from afterwards, and I can understand well, why it's two, a talking point. There are two spots where they are. It's on their own side of the fifty, meaning right. LSU's own side of the fifty. Yeah, they're way off there. Yes. They're way off, and honestly, in one of the situations, Amari Cooper comes right up and makes a tackle. It's the situation you want. They're in a second and three. It's a seven yard gain. You tackle them immediately, which is He's what you inbounds. want in the prevent. Right, right, right. But there are too right. many
0: instances where that happens, and a guy runs free. Now they also lost their guy. Go ahead.
1: Right, so they changed to man though. So they've got a three-man rush. They've got it split up into thirds in the, at the safety level, yep, but yep. it's man underneath. But a- can
0: here's can I interject? Because I'm sorry, I, this is important each step of the way. That is correct, but man, why are you rushing three and one of those three is Coop? Uh,
1: that he got stuck on that before a timeout was called. Because
0: that is a personnel issue that you're going to scream at.
1: So they were going after it, I think, on the one-yard line, looking to make sure that if they were trying to run a play to get off the goal line, you had some big personnel there. But they get into second Man. and three, no timeout. Then they get the first down on the one pre-event. Timeout. All timeout. right, so yep, yep. here's your time to settle. But Jared Jackson comes out in that situation. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, either. <laughs> I don't know about that. But then I, I'm of the mind that maybe DeLoach wasn't available until the very end. Because remember his helmet came off? Well, Cassell, so, that was my next
0: question. Is DeLoach is the obvious answer in that situation? Correct. If you're looking for speed in a potential spy. He's if you not on want the field. In that, yes. Okay. Yes.
1: He's not on the field even when LSU clears the 50-yard line. And it's McClendon that, that's dropping as a spy, which is nuts. cannot happen. Because it's man across the board, mm-hmm. Bethune is responsible for the running back, and then you've got secondary members responsible for every receiver.
0: I actually think Bethune is fast enough that if you wanted him to be a spy... Okay. Correct. Anyhow. But,
1: but the, the one that sticks out like a sore th- thumb is nine. And even if DeLoach is not available, any member of the secondary... You can't? gant who is now a crossover player yes. and has had uh, actually a decent camp and, well, and also
0: if you're just looking for that kind of speed omar graham even i mean it's, well i'm not putting him out there No, there. but it's better
1: than a bulky defensive lineman oh it is it doesn't it, make a lot a, of
0: people are better but i'm not putting it freshman. doesn't
1: make a lick of sense so i walked away from looking at the final drive really closely not mad about prevent at all he ran more man in fact one of the plays that daniels makes is absurdly good You've got him walled in because they leave in six to protect one of the backs. So Bethune is near the line of scrimmage, and then Bethune closes in, does it exactly as you're supposed to do, and Daniels trades punishment for a dime on the sideline, and Omarion had fallen down. It's not about a wide-open zone or a bust and prevent. It was man-to-man, good route, Omarion slips and falls, and it's a hell of a throw with pressure right in his face. So, uh, you know, those takes after the game, they didn't bear out for me. Personnel decisions, though, in that moment, you can't have McClendon out there. As a spy? Well, this is the gonna argument. Malik Cunningham's going to make mincemeat of
0: him the same way. He'd make mincemeat of most running around that way. I, I, that's uh, The problem is, so we'll hear every fan base say this. It's true of every fan base. We really struggle, quote, unquote, with mobile quarterbacks. Everybody does. Everybody Watch the National Football League. They're all very well aware that Lamar Jackson can run. They all know that Josh Allen can run. They, you know, we we do this. T- Patrick Mahomes can run. Why don't they get him? We always struggle with a mobile quarterback. Yeah, because those guys are preternaturally gifted athletes, and they're going to get. They're going to make you guys miss. Right. That's What's going to happen?
1: And so, and the big play is the one after versus sack. That's where it looks ridiculous. So it goes from the forty-eight plus to uh, LSU zone forty-seven. That's when he breaks the three-man rush, which is not that hard to do. There's going to yeah. be a lane with a three-man rush in a way i'm not a, a in the coach's room i don't know how to devise i know how to break down after it happens i don't know how to create so that's the big difference here it's like being able to read the language not speak the language right right i'm not so sure with my novice mind that you're not better off with just a four man rush holding him in with contain than doing three with McClendon drop back as a well, spy. That, to that me make
0: le- makes less sense. In that particular situation, given the personnel you're describing, right. we agree. Yes, I do. I'm do i fine with a three-man rush if it's the right three and you have the proper personnel behind them.
1: Right. I'm just saying with that grouping of four, that, yes. you may as well have a four-man rush and you try to keep your lanes. I guess I want to prepare everybody for the
0: fact that if Louisville does this right, the answer to the Tests on the question are going to be Malik Cunningham. What what I believe Satterfield should do and would do is run him crazy. Take your chances. Because I don't think they can line up with their personnel and their offensive line and run the ball successfully with a running back. I don't believe that Malik Cunningham is going to sit in the pocket all day and pick us apart with those receivers. I don't believe so. So the answer is going to be to move him around, get him off the spot, and let him improvise and make plays with his legs. And it's maddening when that's the game plan. And it's especially maddening when you just saw it, because that's what happened. That's the only thing LSU did well against us, was allow him to just run around. Well, some of that, Those are broken plays. There's nothing you can do. That entire first half is just him going, oh, my God, nobody's open, I'm dead, and running for 20 yards. Yeah,
1: there's not a lot of design quarterback runs there.
0: There's none of that. None of that was designed. It's just him making something out of nothing out of sheer desperation. In most ways, you could say that's a win for the defense. The result of the play pisses you off, but the defense did everything Right. But if you have an athletic quarterback, see Jordan Travis. How many times did he piss off opposing defenses last year when they had everything shut down wow. on our novice receivers, and Jordan just runs for 28 yards on a third and 11, and they're like, well, son of a...
1: He did it in this game four yeah. or five times.
0: So, I mean, that's the point. Like, Some of that's going to happen. Be prepared for it. There's nothing you can do about that. Some of that's... You just got to minimize that. When it gets bogged down in the red zone, it changes things. So... You got to win red zone this weekend on Friday night. That's what it is. Because between the twenties, he's going to run, and he's going to pick up first downs where we haven't defended. He's going to make plays on a third and seven where he's dead to rights, and he's going to scamper for a first down. And we're going to sit there, palms to the sky. It's when they get into the red zone and the field shortens that you have to win. You have to hold in field goals.
1: That's where I'd say in the last forty seconds. And Tom, I am going to pound a shotgun if Florida State wins on Friday night. Tom Orton, You're thank you. for Damn right you
0: are. You want to do what? Well, is that it?
1: We got 30 seconds, so I would say if it happens, there when it are happens,
0: baseball game somewhere.
1: <laughs> maybe Delta 8 will get you where you need to go. To <laughs> Tallulah, handle the moment,
0: get you some Delta 8 and float in the salt. It'll ease your mind. Good work out of you.
1: Good work, Matthew. Float in the salt with the Delta 8. Yeah. Good plan.
0: Everybody's easy going. Then we'll talk to you tomorrow.